This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I'm your host, Brandy Stark, and today we are talking with the homeowner of Raw, this fantastic cat that happens to be dwelling in a haunted house in Roser Park. So sit back, get ready, you'll get to hear some fun tales, and we will be right back after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back. So with me today, I have Domenico, and I'm going to ask you to say your last name for me. Bonturiero. Okay, because I will slaughter that. (laughs) (laughs) And you are the homeowner, and you are Raw's pet, and Raw, of course, is the cat, uh, but we'll get to him shortly. You are in one of the coolest neighborhoods in St. Petersburg, and if I wasn't where I was, and if I didn't have my house paid off, I would totally be moving over there, like, the second I could. Roser Park is this beautiful old neighborhood that was uh, established by Charles Roser uh, around 1911, so if for St. Pete, that's kind of an older development, and it's actually, it's for a paranormalist, this is why I'd love to live there. It is on the remnants of Indian mounds. So the Togabagan uh, Indian middens, it's their kitchen mound, essentially. So there's actually this kind of artifact based background there. It has a small brook called Brooker Creek. And I think it's the longest creek in St. Petersburg. I think it's what, three miles, something like that. It has one of the coolest old trees ever. Uh, There's a tree named Charlie that was there at the turn of the century and is still there today. And I just think that's awesome. It is the home of a urban of a great urban legend called the mini lights urban legend it's one of our very famous local urban legends and it's a fantastic neighborhood and in fact it is even bordered by the third oldest cemetery in saint petersburg so how can you not love this place so dom you have been there how long now uh it's come up on three years now okay how or why did you end up in that home so i have always been in love with roser park ever since i was going to college at, here at USF St. Pete, mm-hmm. uh, which is a while now, a while ago now, I'm getting old. I just stumbled across it and I just felt like I had, you know, kind of entered like a storybook sort of, you know, it just, it's just got a, a beautiful canopy. It's very lush and the homes have this sort of historic, but eclectic sort of aesthetic to them. They're all like very different. 
And so I've always been in love. And I was like, I always, always thought one day I'd like to move there. But I never thought I could because I remember the houses here. I remember thinking they were all very large. So I, I, I was like, I, I won't be able to afford living there. But when I started looking for homes, this house came up and it's it's smaller than a lot of the homes here. It's only a two bedroom. And so I was like, oh, this could potentially be in my price range. And I actually did not at first didn't bid on it because it was way, it actually was way too high for me. Something fell through with that deal. And then I bid in lower and I got it. And um, it has been, you know, it's been great ever since. I love living here. I love this neighborhood. And like you said, there's, there's some really cool stories and some, I guess you could say, yeah, paranormal activity in the neighborhood, myself included, but I think most of the people that live here, you know, I think it takes a special type of person to move to this neighborhood that is not just okay with that, but is kind of relishes the, the idea, you know? And so, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I, I love it. And shortly after you moved in, you got your roommate, right? So tell me about Raw. Yeah, so Ra's an interesting creature. He, I don't know if you can hear him. He is, he's very loud. A few months after I moved in, he just started appearing. And I, I distinctly remember one day opening my front door and he was just standing on like the, you know, the sidewalk up to my door and just was staring at me. And it's just such a, like, sort of a creepy thing to to happen, you know, you're just, it's like he was waiting for me to open the door. And he just hung around for a while and we became friends. And then he started following me. He would follow me around the neighborhood when I would go for my walks or whenever I would, you know, leave the neighborhood because I, I don't, I'm car free. So I walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and then one day he followed me in my house and I was like, you know, I, I guess this is fine, you know, and he... <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, he, we hung out together, you know, we watched, we watched some TV and then at some point he got up and, you know, went by the door and I let him back out. And this went on for a few weeks until one day, um, he got injured. Like he got into, I don't know if a fight or got hit by a car and he was really badly injured. And ever since then, he's just stayed inside. Oh, I didn't know he had been hurt. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like he wasn't, he couldn't put his his leg down, you know. And wow. so ever since then, he's been he's been just staying inside. And how old does the vet think he is? So the vet said he was seven, and that's one hundred percent wrong because he's chipped. And I called the um, whatever service it is that that you know keeps track of yeah. the chips, whatever it is, and they said that the chip was installed ten years prior. So Ooh. and that was two. So he's at least he's at least like. 12 years old like 12 to 13 years old he's got this beautiful build that's kind of unusual because he sounds siamese i mean he and he kind of has that build that long lanky build so it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't have a little bit of that in his background i've been told that he's a an f5 savannah cat which okay apparently are extremely expensive so i'm glad that he just showed up one day <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so he has this, a beautiful, like gold and black pattern on his, on his body. A lot of people mistake him for like a Bengal. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's very loud and he makes a lot of different vocalizations that I've never heard come out of a cat before. And so, you know, he, he has a lot of personality. I call him my familiar because, um, it just, he just feels like sort of like a magical creature, you know? He does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you named him Ra, of course, after the Egyptian god. Yeah. So I actually originally 
wanted to name him Bagheera after the character in the Jungle Book, which was a okay. childhood favorite of mine. And the reason I wanted to name him that was because because when I would when we first met, like when I would whenever I leave my house, he would like follow me around the neighborhood, and it kind of reminded me of the scenes in that story where the you know this this big cat was following Mowgli around. But Bagheera is very long. And so I started just calling him Ra and someone's like, oh, you should just, you just call him Ra. And, and I was like, well, Ra is the sun god, you know, uh, the Egyptian sun god. So it kind of works. So that's, that's what I just, he's, he's Ra now. Awesome. And he really, he's a fantastic cat. I am definitely more of a, a canoid person, but Ra is just very special. I mean, he just has a, he does ooze a lot of personality. Now your house, of course, the spirits have been called out to Rosa Park. I've, Gosh, 2005, I think. I, the website ended up undergoing multiple updates and you know how it is when you know you work and then you do the ghost stuff. So it's it's been one of those. But I want to say like 2005 to 2010 or so, we have actually been out to Rosa Park several times. And I had also been to the cemetery, uh, which is also alleged to be haunted, which is pretty cool. And it was so exciting when you're like, hey, you want to do a ghost tour? And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so starting the investigations out there. And uh, the first time we communicated with you, I remember that you said that the prior owner of the home had passed away, but he was an ice cream maker. And it turns out that you two are an ice cream guy. You make your own ice cream. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a big hobby of mine. Uh, one day, I, my dream is to open an ice cream shop. But for the past, I want to say 10 years or so, I've just been experimenting and making new flavors and it's been fun. And I've sold some ice cream, you know. That's awesome. But my neighbors, when they learned that about me, they thought it was very sort of an odd coincidence that the person who lived in my house before me actually did open up an ice cream shop uh, in downtown St. Pete here with his mother. And he obviously ended up moving out. And we found I found out that he actually ended up passing away which kind of mm -hmm. added to the sort of, you know, uh, strangeness of it, right? It is funny because I think uh, maybe Rosa Park has enough history and personality that it chooses its people. Yeah, uh, it feels like You know, that. The, the irony of having the first bid fall through and then it came to you and here's all of these rather unique coincidences anyway. So what kind of phenomenon were you reporting when we first came to investigate? Well, so I have had the lights and appliances in my house turn off fairly frequently. Although for some reason you've come to my house twice and every time you come to my house, it stops after for a while. Oh, it stopped again. Okay, it's, cool. It stopped. I mean, it's only been what a, a week and I was out of town for part of that, but I, somebody asked me that yesterday. Oh, my neighbor, my neighbor Wayne asked me, he's like, Oh, have the, have the lights been going off and stuff been going off on and off. And I was like, actually, no, like they haven't. Wow. Not since Brandy came. I don't know what I don't know what that's about, but um, I have no idea because while we were there with our last investigation, six oh eight, the lights went out, which is pretty cool. Huh? Okay, okay. But anyway, so you had your lights and appliances going out, and then were there any other uh, elements? There's actually one that I think is a funny story because Roz involved. So I we were sleeping, and there were footsteps coming from the the back room of my house. It's a wood frame house, it's small. So it's it's very easy to hear when someone's in the house, right? Or someone's on the porch. Like you can you can you can feel that they're walking on the floorboards, you know. And so I immediately like woke up 
and I sort of sat up in bed, sort of like terrified because it, it was it was footsteps. And I'm I'm a fairly light sleeper, um, and so is Ra. And so um, we both looked at each other. <laughs> it was like kind of comical, and like it, looking back, I was terrified of the, in the moment because we both looked at each other as if to say like are you going to check this out or should <laughs> I, you know? And, and right. normally, normally if it was, you know, if it was like, you know, there's lots of animals, you know, animals in the area. So if it was a raccoon or a possum, Ra would have already been, Ra would have already been investigating, but these were footsteps. These were distinctly different. And so he just, he just like looked at me like, you know, no, you got this one. Like I'll, yeah. I'll stay here. <laughs> like, You're the and, human. Go for it. So yeah. So I, I grabbed the flashlight that I keep next to my dad and I, I went to the back room ready to, I don't fight. I thought maybe I left the back door open and somebody had wandered in, you know, and uh, there was nobody there, but it was such a jarring experience, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I just remember that moment where we just looked at each other as like, just, just a really funny moment to have with him. <laughs> that is. And of course, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but we do look to our pets for verification, you know, and I've gotten multiple stories where folks are like, I thought I heard something and I wasn't sure, but lo and behold, you know, my pet also responded. And so I do find that interesting. And I will tell you that right now, I don't know, the pugs have been doing some creepy stuff like barking at nothing again. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have time for this, but we'll check it out later. But it's interesting because again, it's that validation, right? Where you have somebody else alive with you and they're like, hey, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a fever dream of some sort, right? Right, right. And now has Raw responded in any other ways? I, you know, I do notice, and I, I know this is not a terribly typical, but I do notice that he'll just stare at like the corner of my room <laughs> frequently, you know, sure. um, and I always wonder what he's looking at, you know, other than that, he does howl, he's, he's a, which is a very strange thing for a cat to do, but he does howl. Um, okay. And he, you know, he does freak out sometimes for seemingly no reason, but I don't know if that's just because he has just general anxiety or if it's because he's being prompted to, you know, I don't know. It is, uh, you know, at least with pugs and they have kind of a baseline. I think canines are a little bit easier for us to navigate. Cats can be a little more enigmatic, but I do this talk in my humanities class every semester about how, you know, canines have, you know, been around humankind at least 10,000 years. And there are new theories that humans and canines help to domesticate each other. And that literally we might've helped each other evolve because dogs have different, they have different eye muscles that literally are designed to manipulate humans. And they've, they've determined this. I mean, they have looked at wolves and wild animals, wild pets, wild dogs, sorry, and they do not have it, but domesticated pets do. So, you know, sometimes I think it can be a little harder with a cat, but, and Ra, Ra is enigmatic. He does what he wants to do, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but uh, it is interesting. And of course you just, you have to love it when they stare at a corner and you're like, <laughs> Like what are you looking okay. at? What's there? <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing there. It's like I, I'll like have a conversation with them. There's nothing there, you know. And then I'll like say something. <laughs> Me all <laughs> back. Yeah. yeah, there is. And you have to wonder what they're thinking. Like you don't see it. <laughs> so, but I know our first investigation. I was super psyched at your house because Rosa Park is so good at responding. So the first time we went in. 
we did an investigation and lo and behold, the lights went out like right around, right around six something. And I, I think I have it documented on the page and we actually made you do, we're like, can you turn on your circuit breaker? And let's just, you know, <laughs> let's just check with it. And none of the light patterns matched up which was kind of interesting. It was really two rooms, I think, that were impacted. And we might have a reason for that now. So, and of course, uh, the lights went off a second time while we were there, which was pretty exciting because that was abnormal. We have tried to figure out if it was something like a wireless connection, if, you know, somehow someone else in the neighborhood has like the same wireless, you know, system or anything along those lines. And in fact, I thought it was interesting that the last time we were there, your neighbor who has similar lights is like, no, that, that's not normal. <laughs> like, okay, good. So that was pretty cool. There was the one time where you actually asked somebody, I believe it is, you have a sensitive, but asked a question. Yes. She like asked a question and then the... And then the lights went off, which is which is very spooky to me. Like, that's not something I've experienced. Well, not only that, but our sensitive. Well, I can play the little clip because I thought it was really intriguing. And hopefully you can hear it. Somebody tried to kill a poisoning, but like environmental, right? Exposure, okay. like something. Um, was he eating or drinking from Booker Creek? Were there fish ever there? Probably. There are fish now. Yeah. Because it feels like toxins getting into his body. You know what it feels like? And what was so cool, and I know that doesn't sound very exciting, but as she begins to describe this individual, throughout the investigation, she started having piercing headaches. People started feeling nauseated, which is really, you know, really odd. And then by golly, our researcher starts doing kind of a deep dive. She got a subscription to the St. Pete Times archives. And we were finally kind of able, because nothing was really showing up on your property records or public records, but there's a reason for that in Florida. Unless there is a reported death on the property, it doesn't have to go in the property record. But she found out that something else happened. And this is what I live for. This is the validation. So I do have one of the articles. This is from January 17th, 1979. And it's officer suspended, allegedly filed false report in beating murder, <laughs> which you didn't even know this had happened. So I, I mean, it was no such idea. a shock. Blood spotted the living room couch and stained the dining room walls at your address an 18-year-old man reportedly stood by with blood on his hands. Although a police officer was called to the house to investigate an assault, he wrote a report indicating that he had found a bleeding man in the backyard, but the man had accidentally injured himself, and that was December 5th. Since then, the injured man died, and the 18-year-old has been charged with his murder. Tuesday, the police officer was suspended without pay for 15 days for falsifying his report. So the summation of this is that the neighbor that lived in the house next to yours and the fellow that lived in your house, your house had the 18-year-old, the house next door had a middle-aged gentleman, and I guess they had kind of a, a common connection through their work experience. And lo and behold, they got together to drink. You got to love the 70s in Florida. It was a tough time. <laughs> And apparently the older gentleman, the next door neighbor, said some disparaging remarks about the young man's father and then his mother. And if you don't know anything about humankind, you never disparage the mother ever. <laughs> and so it ended up becoming a fight. And this 18-year-old young man was what, like twice this other guy's size, half his age. 
And apparently it was just a pummeling. And he literally grabs this man and throws him out the back door. And so that was, the man was found unconscious by this police officer. He was taken to Bayfront Hospital and he actually passed away 10 days later. And because of the officer's report, the man's wife even had to start tracking down what happened to her husband because nobody reported it to her properly. And when she found out the story, she's like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't sound right. And so it turns out that the police officer filed this report that the man fell on the property. And it turns out that they kind of had to dig through. And when the wife started saying this, this isn't right, he didn't fall they sent another investigator who discovered all this blood everywhere. And they found out that the young man had not only beaten him up, he also hit the guy's head on the ground and did karate chops at his, and that's what it's called, did karate chops at his face. And wow, you know, you're just like, whoo. So there's not technically a death on the property, but it does kind of set the stage for perhaps one of the last places that this gentleman would probably have remembered because he slips into a coma and passes away later. I thought it was really interesting because you mentioned that after our investigations, again, the lights stopped turning off by themselves and then everything kind of ran smoothly. And our first investigation, I'd be very curious to have you track this this upcoming year. If everything took place on December 5th, I'm curious to see if there's some activity that might pick up around the 5th through the 15th. And this article, of course, doesn't come out for another month. But that was just one of those things that about blew my mind because our sensitive is describing a sense of being poisoned by the environment and all of this type of thing, which you know, she was kind of going to this idea of like a landscape or somebody who might be, con you know, consuming something that was poisonous, even unintentionally. But I do kind of wonder if that would tie much more into this gentleman who worked at a bar and was drinking. And the nausea and that massive headache would have actually really fit in nicely with that idea. So that was, it was just like a wow moment, I think. And I know I'm like texting, I'm like, did you know this? And you're like, no, I didn't know this. <laughs> like, yeah, that oh was, God. that was crazy. I was in disbelief. I, that, uh, that was crazy. Yeah. But again, in the state of Florida, unless there is, you know, I would be curious to see if the police records report sending someone out there. But so anything that's on the public record has to involve police or firemen or something like that. But if it's not a death, I don't know. I'd have to look into that. The good news is that it didn't have to be reported uh, as an element of psychological tie-in to that property either, but it was really, really wild. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break. We'll get some commercials in here, and when we get back, we'll talk about our recheck and then some really exciting things that are coming up with Roser Park. Does that sound good? Sounds great. All right. So we'll be right back after these messages. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. 
Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. And welcome back. We are going to finish up a little bit about our Rosa Park experience with Raw. Now, I know that he won all of our hearts at the very first meeting. He is just a doll baby. And I'm normally not that enamored with cats, but yours is just like totally special. I'm like, I'm going to steal him, but I'm not going to steal him, I promise. But he is so cute. I love animals that have a sense of awareness and identity and are not afraid to use it. And Ra isn't. I mean, he's just, uh, he owns that house. <laughs> so I think, I think you just, uh, you know, you are his roommate. Absolutely. But he has a very distinct presence. And so I think that's a lot of fun. We came back for a recheck just a few weeks ago. And it was very interesting because we were, now that we were armed with this newspaper article, uh, there's actually three of them that talk about what happened. We were trying to see if we couldn't kind of get that response checked off. We did find that our EMF meter did respond to the year 1979, which is when all of this took place. Our sensitive did pick up one comment about the neighbor is a real son of a gun. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of interesting. So possibly we did actually pick up on this fellow, but uh, we did do uh, an experiment with a theremin. And now a theremin is a very primitive form of what's called a REM pod in the paranormal. And uh, it is, uh, it's the old fashioned device that people use to make sounds in horror movies as well. So uh, it's a great little thing. We have a small one and I was so thrilled because I have used it before on investigations and it did nothing until we investigated another house in Rosa Park. And in that other house in Rosa Park, which butts up against the cemetery, this thing went off by itself four times in about a 15 minute period and then stopped for the rest of the night. And I think you were present for that one too. And that you have just, I mean, as a paranormalist, I have very simple things like having devices go off by themselves is one of them. I was so excited. So we tried the theremin at your house. It was not quite as successful, although uh, I will play for you this other video. I don't think you've heard this yet, but here we are. Which might make some sense. It might go off because of Ross. We'll have to indicate if we hear it where Ross is. Okay. Is that the only light on when this came in? Yeah, I think there's it's, an automatic. It's up. That is the sensor. That is, yeah, that, that is a sensor. That is not a good. Mm-hmm. Dark. Is there any alternative problems? I feel like that was a question. I, I mean, it sometimes <laughs> goes off without somebody passing it. It's just. Ross is in there. Okay. Is that what it is? That's what we can probably close the doors and keep Raw out and still hear it. Is it? <laughs> he's musically inclined. What is he? I'm curious what he's doing. I'm probably going to play with it. Raw was just delightful. So I think we did determine that he uh, 
he must have some musical ability because he was really playing that theremin. Has uh, anything else happened after that second investigation? We're still kind of going through our information and videos. I am pleased to say that the sound quality on my videos has definitely improved because that was the first time I used the external mic. So I'm super excited. I think somebody did say they picked up a humming sound, like somebody was humming in the first video, but I need to, to go back and verify that. And unfortunately, we just had a hurricane roll through, the semester has started up and it's been kind of nutty again. But has anything happened since the uh, the recheck? No, no, not, not, nothing, nothing at all. Now I was, I was out of town for a few days and okay. that was just like, what, a week ago? Um, we can have gotcha. but but no nothing nothing at all uh, the lights even haven't even been turning off anymore uh which is uh, weird because that that happened right after the first time that you came they would go off every day and then you did your investigation and they kind of stopped for a while yeah for a couple months and then started up again yeah well yeah. we'll have to time this so was it literally like the next day they stopped turning on or you were already out of town i left the next day okay Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> but, and then I got back month, just Monday. So I haven't been here that long to really be able to, you know. Okay, assess. But I have, I have not seen anything happen at all. Maybe that means we did find our, we found our guy. We'll find out. Now, I know you're also part of the, the Roser Park board, right? You're, you're on their neighborhood committee. Yeah, I, I like being involved. And so I'm not on the board this year, I was on last year, but I'm still, I still am very involved and, you know, help to put things on. What is your current pet project that we started last year? So because uh, Rosa Park is, uh, I think, the spookiest neighborhood in St. Pete, we started doing an annual Halloween event. And sort of the highlight of the event is the Rosa Park ghost tour, which you and I developed together. And so this year it's on October 21st, Saturday, October 21st, and we'll be having ghost tours and you'll be talking about that, some of the history of Roser Park and, and some of the ghosts that you've, that you've met, some <laughs> of the stories that you've, that you've uh, dug up. People loved it last year. It really, and I walked with you on the first tour that you did and I thought it was fantastic. I thought you did a great job and it, I just thought Thank it was you. really fun and interesting. Well, I know we've got to we got to get a meeting going because this year we're doing a little bit different where it was so popular last year that we're going to try to have tours going out like basically every 45 minutes. And so we yeah. have uh, another spirits member who I think will work because she's a good talker and we'll be alternating those tours. So we're actually going to double <laughs> the number of tours that we do. But it is so exciting and it's so much fun to talk about Rosa Park in part because uh, the other haunted building that I've been watching for years and years is my studio at Art Lofts, which is in the old Rutland department store. And I, I'm still trying to see if I can find a connection because Charles Roser, who built your neighborhood, also did some building projects where he constructed buildings on Fifth and Central, which is where... Rutland's department store eventually established. So I just, I mean, what a cool tie-in. I'm like, he, he was everywhere. Now, are there any websites that people should be checking out? If anybody's in the St. Pete area or you're just interested in a lovely haunted history, how can they find out more about our tours? You can go to roserparkishaunted.com 
And that will right now actually take you to the the Facebook event page so that you can subscribe or whatever it is that, that the kids say on Facebook now. And, and <laughs> you'll, you'll be up to date. We don't have tickets for sale yet, but okay. we will soon. And so you can you can pre-order your tickets this way. Um, okay. You don't have to worry about them selling out, which they did last year. They sold out really quickly, actually. And, uh, and then people were coming back for more as the night went on. That's excellent. Well, let's hope we have the same success. We're we're going to aim for that. So I want to thank you so, so much for being on the show with us. I was surprised we haven't heard Raw. You must have some uh, a really good up-close microphone, but... That must be it because he has been talking. So the fact okay. that you haven't been hearing him is just, is just really testament to the, the equipment that I'm using. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it because the pugs have been pawing at the at the door and I'm like, oh, geez, no, guys, no. The joy of having pets and doing podcasts, right? This is the fun. But I'm looking very much forward to October 21st. People can learn more about Rosa Park. I think you do have a, a history of Rosa Park that they can find online, which is very comprehensive. There is an article coming out in the Northeast Journal that I wrote a little bit about the history and the hauntings and the tours. So if you're in the St. Petersburg area and you get the Northeast Journal, look for that article in the September-October edition. And otherwise, I just want to uh, remind you to keep track of everything that happens from here on out. I do want to see what happens in early December. I am curious if that's going to be the crux. I'll have to remember uh, that date, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll remind you. <laughs> It'll be fine. And definitely say hello to Raw for us. I will. And if, if anybody wants to see what he looks like, I started a little like an Instagram account. It's raw underscore and underscore Dom. And you can I'm, I'm starting to post some pictures and videos of him so you can see what Ooh, he looks like. I, I will have to follow that. That's <laughs> awesome. So the adventures of Raw and Dom. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> well, if y'all are out there, Please feel free to check out our updated website, spiritsofstpete.com. We have a bunch of events coming up. Uh, September 14th, I'm doing a talk at uh, a distillery up in Clearwater. I think that's posted. We have the upcoming Rosa Park Ghost Tour on the 21st. Two Spirits members will be at Hauntazar on October 14th. I will be doing Voodoo Village on October 28th. I will be a speaker at Necronomicon, although it looks like this year it's going to be artsy stuff, so that's fine. But And I did get a couple pieces selected for Ghost Stories. So that is an, uh, a ghost-themed art show that will be at Florida Craft Art. So there is just all sorts of stuff going on this year, and it's a nice merger of art and spookiness. So please remember to support local. If folks do want to check out Rosa Park, it has one more distinction, and that is that it is an outdoor museum. And there are plaques that talk about some of the stories. And in fact, uh, that museum is being updated, if you will. So they are updating the plaques. They're getting new information. But you can learn a lot about that cool little neighborhood just by taking a stroll. And with that, I want to thank you so much for listening. And we will try to get a few more episodes out before October. Take care and happy haunting. Pet Life Radio presents paranormal pets where you can always expect the unexpected each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters ghosts totems psychic animals animal souls animal angels and animals in religion with a little cryptozoology thrown in step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com <laughs>